Well, good evening, everyone. Absolutely terrific, absolutely terrific uh, to have you here this evening. Uh, message two in our series, Habits to Live By, but also Pentecost weekend. Uh, this is a real high point in the church calendar, and uh, sometimes we get... Uh, more excited about some of the other high points and we kind of treat Pentecost weekend like uh, the ugly duckling of the religious family uh, but this is an important weekend when we remember the Holy Spirit has come and uh, we just invite you even now as we begin to dig into God's word to expect Holy Spirit to come Holy Spirit to touch you, Holy Spirit to challenge you uh, this evening. Last weekend we began this series, Habits to Live By. And we're trying to, over the next few weeks, just pour into uh, you, pour into all of our lives some, some rhythms we need to build, some habits, some practices. Uh, we need to have in our lives so we can live in the abundant life Jesus dreams of us having. I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He doesn't just want you to make it through. He doesn't want you to just endure life. He wants you to live in abundant life. Abundant life. So last week we started... And we talked about habit number one, the habit of rest, the habit of rest. Jim Smith said in his uh, book, The Good and Beautiful God, the number one enemy of Christian spiritual formation today is exhaustion. Friends, one of the reasons many of us are not entering into the spiritual intimacy that is, is our potential and available to us is we are just plain exhausted. And so God wants to move in, God wants to touch us, God wants to minister to us, and we say, oh, too tired for that, could, could you... Could you try again maybe tomorrow, God? Um, we've got to learn how to live in a rhythm of rest. A rhythm of rest where we can enter into the fullness of everything God uh, has for us. Hebrews chapter 4, uh, verses 10 and the first part of verse number 11 who, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. God took a break from his work. Learn to do it yourself. Just like God rested, you rest. Let us therefore, this is now uh, verse number 11, let us therefore strive to enter 
that rest. So what are we supposed to be doing? It's almost an oxymoron here. We need to be striving, working at, pushing for the ability to enter into rest. We're not supposed to be lazy about this, say, ah, it's impossible in today's world to get any rest. It's just never going to happen. That's not the attitude of believers towards rest. We strive, we push uh, towards entering into the rest God has for us. So unless we get that down pat, everything else we're going to teach in this series is going to be useless to you because you're going to be too busy, too harried, too hurried, too scheduled to ever understand and enter into all the stuff God has for you. So learn how to slow down, my friends. Learn how to slow down. So uh, second habit, second habit. Pierre Tail-Ass uh, said this, We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. So much to learn in the first couple pages of Scripture. I think if you really just spent a whole lot of time in those first couple pages of Scripture and really pondered what you were reading, uh, you would realize God has taught us so much about how to live uh, in those first two chapters. So... When God went to make fish, when God went to make fish, he spoke to the waters. He spoke to the waters, and the waters brought forth fish. When God went to make trees, he spoke to the earth, or he spoke to the soil, and the earth and the soil brought forth trees. When God went to make man, he spoke to himself. Let us make. Let us make. You take a fish out of the water and the fish Take the fish out of the water, and the fish dies. The water doesn't change, but the fish dies. Take a tree out of soil, and the tree dies. Soil hasn't changed, but the tree changes. You take a man or a woman out of a spiritual relationship with God, and he or she begins to die. God doesn't change, but we begin to die because we're taken out of 
the environment we're intended to be in. And the environment we're intended to be in is a spiritual existence. God made us out of himself. There are three types of people. Um, and I, I want to go over this as quickly as I can, but not so quickly that you don't get it. And the first type of person is uh, the natural person, the person who is living uh, in the realm of the natural. They are self-directed. Uh, they have not received Christ. Self-directed people who have not received Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 14. A natural man does not receive except the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. The natural man has no relationship with, with Holy Spirit, no relationship with Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. That's how the natural man lives. The second type of person is the spiritual person. And the spiritual person is Christ-directed. The spiritual person is Christ-directed. They are empowered by the Holy Spirit to, to live life. They have experienced the empowering and the fullness of the Spirit of God. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verses 15 and 16. He who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Spiritual person uh, is spiritually aware. Spiritual person is spiritually aware. They have the mind of Christ. They think the way Jesus thinks. They think the way Jesus thinks third group of people are the carnal people. Now they have received Christ um, but they're trying to live their faith out um, in their own strength. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 uh, verses 1 to 3 Brethren I couldn't speak to you as unto spiritual man but as unto man of flesh. As to infants in Christ, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not able yet to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly and walking like mere men? So the three types of people are, are these people who are uh, natural people. They're just living in the realm of the natural. And then there are spiritual people and there are carnal people who have ask God into their life, but after they ask God into their life, they're trying to live it all out in their own strength and in their own power. That's not how God wants us to live. God's plan 
God's plan for Christians, normal Christian living, is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We see it so clearly in the early church. I'm going to go over these verses quickly. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 8, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 31. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were gathered was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Normal Christian living is this life that is filled with the the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 9 and verse number 17. Acts chapter 9 and verse number 17. Ananias departed and entered uh, the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came to sent, came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with his, with the Holy Spirit. So Paul gets saved and God sends Ananias there and says, man, if you're going to live for me, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Normal Christian living is a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 13 and verse number 9. Paul who was also called Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit. So how did Paul minister? He ministered, lived full of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 13, end of the chapter, verse number 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're miserable, you ain't living in him, friends. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Don't say, I'm full of the Holy Spirit and that's why I'm so miserable because God's showing me all the terrible things going on around me. When you've got the Holy Spirit, you are filled with joy. Normal Christian living. Normal Christian living uh, is a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit. So, illustration time. This uh, is the life of a natural person, a natural man, filled with a whole lot of you different things about you. Passions that are passions of the flesh, desire to be perceived as somebody who's important, the need to control, anger, all kinds of things. The natural man. And then God comes along and he wants to change all of that. He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. So he comes and waters a symbol of the Holy Spirit to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Oops. You'll never receive it if you don't learn to just be still and rest. I should emphasize that. 
You're moving all the time. God, you're going to miss what God has for you. You got to learn to rest and be still. And you finally just settle down and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I want you. And the Holy Spirit comes and fills you. Holy Spirit just comes in all of his power and all of his glory. And as he fills you, less and less of you and more and more and more and more of him. And there's probably a thing or two that still want to bug you, but here's the good news. <laughs> Can't get in yet. You just need to cast it off. God's plan for us, friends. God's plan for us, friends, is not to live in the realm of the natural or the realm of the carnal where we're holding on to a bunch of the old life. God wants us to be filled with the Spirit. God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. John chapter 15, <laughs> and uh, the last half of the verse, apart from him we can do nothing. It's Holy Spirit we need. It's Holy Spirit we need. And so Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5 and, and verse number 18, do not get drunk with wine. That's debauchery. That's silly. It's stupid but be filled with the Spirit. We're not supposed to have our lives filled with all kinds of earthly stuff. Oh, sure, it knocks on the door, but just get rid of it, cast it off, and live a life that is filled with the Spirit. When your life is filled with the Spirit, the stuff will try to get in, but there's no way in because you're already full of the Holy Spirit. Normal Christian living is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So how do we get and stay filled with the Holy Spirit? How do we get and stay filled with the Holy Spirit? Let me make this comment as well. It's easier to get filled than stay filled. It's easier to get filled than stay filled. One of the biggest challenges of us, for us, all of us in our spiritual life is to make sure we're staying filled with the Holy Spirit. So Acts chapter 2, verse 4 uh, 
the church, the believers are, the disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit. And then I read you a bunch of other verses where they keep coming back and they're getting filled with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's easy to get filled with the Holy Spirit, easier to get filled with the Holy Spirit than stay, stay filled with the Holy Spirit. So how do we get filled with the Holy Spirit and stay filled with the Holy Spirit? Uh, first suggestion, first action point, first take home tonight. Uh, number one, sincerely desire to be filled, directed, and empowered by the Holy Spirit every moment of every day. Sincerely desire it. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. It's this hungering and thirsting after God and his ways. You've got to hunger for it. You've got to desire it. You've got to want to be filled with the Spirit. And it can't be something you move in and out of. Uh, John chapter 7. Uh, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, whoever believes in me. As the scripture said, out of the heart will flow rivers of living water. This he said about the Spirit. Friends, we need to develop the rhythm, the habit of being thirsty for God. And if you're thirsty, what do you go and do? You go f and get a drink. We've got to be drinking of the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's got to be part of our rhythm, part of the regular pattern of how we live our lives. Number two, number two, present every area of your life to God. Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies to God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and, and acceptable and perfect. You need to over and over again be presenting yourself to God, making the decision not to be conformed to the world, but to be a person who is full of the Holy Spirit. I'm told. I have done no personal study of this. But I am told that most people eat three times a day. That's what I'm told. I have never had anybody who has regular eating patterns come up to me and say, I've decided to quit eating. It's just become a habit. And I don't like habits. Anything that's a habit is useless, means nothing. I'm quitting eating three times a day. I don't do habits. So enough of this eating stuff. Never had anybody do that. Never heard anybody say that to me. But I have heard people say to me, well, I, 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 I've decided not to go to prayer meetings anymore because it became a habit. What? I don't think people should fast. Just becomes a, a religious routine. What? What? 
we're exercising spiritual disciplines, spiritual habits that feed our spiritual life. And just like you don't quit things that keep you functioning in the realm of the physical, it's even that more important that you do those things that keep you functioning in the realm of spiritual things. Because you're not a human having a spiritual experience, you are a spiritual being having a human experience. Look after spiritual things first. And number three, expect to be filled. Expect to be filled. Some people say, well, I, I kind of asked God to fill me once and I don't think much happened. So I don't ask anymore. Expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Already read it, but I want to go back to it. Ephesians chapter 5. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Expect that to be your normal way of living. 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. I think we memorized this in NLT uh, a few months back. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses... Uh, whoever, it should be chapter 5, sorry, 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. I'll get started here and I'll be fine. And this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, and we know that we have the requests we asked of him. So we need to go to God expecting God to hear our requests for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And lastly, don't seek an experience. Don't seek an experience, but seek God. Don't seek an experience, but seek God. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse number 13. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13. You'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your... Friends, a lot of us spend way too much time seeking experiences. Some people come to church wanting to have an experience. Don't seek experiences. Seek him. Seek him. Seek him. Acts chapter 11. Um, and verse number 13. Acts chapter 11. And verse number 13. Peter is talking here. And, uh, and he says, uh, next slide, please. Let's see what comes up here. Yeah, good. Let's talk about that too. Thank you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Next slide, see what comes. Acts chapter... 11 and verse number 15. Acts chapter 11 and verse number 15. So Peter 
is talking here and as he begins to speak the he says the, the scripture says the holy spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning the holy spirit fell on them just as us at the beginning so the the message here and look it up for yourself acts chapter 11 and verse number 15 the message here is Peter's explaining what happened to the Gentiles and, and, and that they've received the Holy Spirit. And he says, Holy Spirit fell on us just as, uh, fell on them just as he fell on us. Just as he fell on us. The point is when Peter saw other people being filled with the Holy Spirit, he knew it was real because he said, what's happening to them happened to me, happened to us. The, the point being, the point being that if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you remember being filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter says, what, what's happening to them is what happened to me. What happened to them is happening to them is what happened to me. Most of you this who are here tonight, this will not be a new story. Um, I was 10 years of age. And I uh, did what I always did after church on Sunday night. I did what my dad did. Church we attended was a, a two-story a uh, two-story church. And when church ended, pastor always invited everybody to go downstairs and pray. My dad always went to pray, so I always followed my dad downstairs. <laughs> and they had those old wooden chairs, stacking chairs lined up in about five lines in the basement from one end to the other. And my knees hit the ground. And Holy Spirit showed up. I, I wasn't thinking about anything. I, I had just gone downstairs because my dad went downstairs. Only reason I went down, I couldn't have told you what the sermon was. Nothing. But dad went downstairs, so I went downstairs. My knees hit the ground. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came over me. <laughs> and I began to speak in tongues. Two hours later, Dad is tapping me on the shoulder and says, Son, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bother you. <laughs> but we've got to get home because Mom needs the car. She was a registered nurse and she was on the midnight shift. I tell you that story to say I still remember it. I also tell you that story because there's some people who think this is something that Pentecostals have got all mixed up and it's just a whole bunch of manipulation. I've had no trouble believing in the fullness of the Spirit and I have no trouble telling you I speak in tongues. Now some of you think I thought you were normal. 
Well, I was normal before you heard this story. If I was normal before I heard this story, I'm still normal now. Nothing's changed. I've just told you the story. But I wasn't manipulated into it. Wasn't coerced into it. I really wasn't even asking for him. Holy Spirit just came. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I've had to be filled many, many times since. Every day I need to be filled with Holy Spirit. Two quick things uh, to end with. First question uh, I want to talk about is uh, what, what happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, you're no longer a natural person. And you're not a carnal person. You are what God designed you to be. You're a spiritual person. Now, there's going to be times when things will come and try to mess your life up. But if you're filled with the Holy Spirit... You just get rid of them. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, they can get a root in your life and get some authority. But the solution is not to give up, but it's to get filled with the Holy Spirit again. when you're filled with the Holy Spirit there's no room for that stuff it just floats around but it's not in you and then the last question and everybody stand please what does it look like when we're filled with the Spirit, what's a spiritual person look like? And of course, this is a process, and none of us get there till we get to heaven. None of us get there completely till we get to heaven. But number one, there's a deepening Christ likeness. The more Holy Spirit is a part of your life, the more you're hungering after him, the more you're thirsting after him, the more you're longing for him, the more you become like Jesus. There's a deepening Christ-likeness. Holy Spirit doesn't make you into some nutcase. I've seen some who I think that looks like what happened, but that's not Holy Spirit. That's flesh in them. Holy Spirit makes you more like Jesus. Number two, there's lessening selfishness. There's lessening selfishness. Having to get your own way just diminishes 
Letting Jesus have his own way increases. Having your own way diminishes. Letting your spouse have her way or his way increases. There's just less and less and less and less and less selfishness. And the third thing that is a characteristic of a spiritual person is bold witnessing. You see, you're not afraid what people think of you because there's not much of you around anymore. It's all kind of dangling out there somewhere. So you don't care what people think, so you speak up. And you tell people what Jesus has done for you and what he means to you. Friends, I want us to, uh, and I'm just going to go pray for a little bit and see what the Lord would want us to do next. But I want us to just linger and worship here for a little bit tonight. Don't be in a hurry here. I want you to hunger for him. I want you to thirst for him. Would you say to him, oh God, fill me again tonight, fill me fresh. Maybe you're here and you've never really, can ever remember really being filled with the Holy Spirit. Why don't you ask him to fill him with his, with his spirit tonight. Let's just linger. Let's enjoy Holy Spirit now. Everybody please, Amanda leading.
let me just talk to you for a moment. There's really only three types of people in this world. And, and the first, and the, this is God's viewpoint, the first, the first type of person is, is the natural person. You're just, you've been, you've been born of the flesh, your mom or your dad or guardian, somebody gave you a name and been getting up in the morning and living life, but, but you're not alive to the spirit. You've never given your life to Christ. If you're here tonight and you've never given your life to Christ, this is the biggest, most important decision you ever make. Because that's where life is. Your, your life comes from God. You were created in his image. Being connected to him really, really matters. Giving your life to him is so important. You're here tonight and you say, I, I've never done that. I've never done that, but I'm tired of living in the realm of the natural. I want to become a spiritual person. I want to become a follower of Christ. Just raise your hand here. Just raise your hand as I'm looking around. I, I want tonight to be the night I do that. The second category of people is, and this is the categories of Christians, Christians who believe in Jesus and love Jesus, but they're trying to do it all of their own strength. And then there are Christians who have been filled with the Holy Spirit and are relying on the Holy Spirit. But both of us are ultimately in the same situation. We need to keep coming back to God and saying, oh, fill me, fill me, fill me, fill me. We got to stay full of the Holy Spirit. We got to stay full of the Holy Spirit. How many of you are here tonight and you say, I, I just want to experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit in my life in a new way. Just raise your hand. Don't be embarrassed by that. I actually think everybody's hands should be going up. I want to experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit in my life. I want everything the Holy Spirit has for me. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Father, I pray as we continue with another song of worship here that you would see all of these raised hands and Lord, that you would come and just meet them, touch them with your presence and your power and your beauty, and your strength and your glory. Come, Holy Spirit, come. As we worship, maybe what happened to me in church in a basement on 8th Avenue in Calgary, Alberta, might happen to you, and you'll feel some language coming up. Don't feel like you have to shout it at the top of your lungs. Just, just surrender and, and begin to worship him quietly in that language. But whatever, just say, Holy Spirit, Whatever you want for me, I want, I want you, I want everything you have. 
Holy Spirit, I want to live in the fullness of the Spirit. I don't want to be trying to do this on my own anymore. I want to have a spirit focus in my life. Would you just, across this sanctuary, make it your prayer. Make it your prayer. Make it your prayer. Holy Spirit, come and fill us afresh. In Jesus' name we pray. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Oh